Welcome to Base Space. A crypto podcast. Base Space. Yes, welcome everyone. We uh, I also pinned a promotional tweet at the top of the space. Feel free to share that out. Okay. Try and get as many folks to join us as possible. Uh, but for those that are listening on YouTube or Spotify, welcome. Uh, this is a crypto podcast hosted by myself, the Crypto Mewtwo, Chase Coins, and Superhide. And we focus on creating opportunities for growth, networking, and education in the crypto industry. Today, we have the honor of having Jeremiah, CMO of RLY Network Association. Welcome to the show, Jeremiah. We're pumped to have you on. Thank you. Thank you. Pumped to be here. Yeah, I know earlier you, you, you were starting to dive into it, like how you kind of got into the space and, um, and into crypto. Like what was, your, what was your first exposure to, you know, Bitcoin? I, I'd assume you're, you're an early Bitcoin adopter. Sort of, kind of. Like several years ago, I was like uh, Bitcoin hashing off, off a service. But um, I think there's, uh, like many of the people, I lost that, that coin, those coins. I don't want to even calculate it, what it would be worth now. That's just being mean to yourself. Uh, but I didn't really jump in until like the end of 2020, like like getting curious into it as my career. And I caught up with my long-term friend, Kevin Chu, who is the founder of Rally.io. Uh, formerly, he um, built and sold Kabam Gaming Networks, billion dollars. And then he moved into the blockchain space. And I said, Kevin, what are you working on? And he's he said, I'm working on uh, web uh, crypto for social media. And I said, Oh, that's great. Let's go. And, um, since we already knew each other, I joined the board of advisors and I started to recruit, um, creators in clubhouse and elsewhere to launch their own coins on rally IO. And that just grew. And then eventually there was an expansion announced and we can go into that later, uh, called the rally network. And I'm part of the association in the, in the middle of that. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's that's so cool. And uh, like, just generally, how has the process been for you? Like, reaching out to influencers and you know people, people that are doing social media full time. Like, what has that experience been like? You know, talking to someone about social tokens for the first time. Yeah, so I I started to bring on um, influencers in early 2021, um, and brought in around 30 influencers and creators from like the faces of clubhouse like when it was red hot like the people who were their faces were on the app like those people and then also podcasters and bloggers and authors and youtubers and then the other parts of the team brought on streamers video gamers um athletes and there's just a number of folks and you know i remember trying to explain it in the early days and we'd have to have two to three calls to explain like what it is then something happened and then people started to request it. Now there's like many people requesting a coin because so something happened about spring and summer in 2021 where crypto just became red hot. I think all of us know that. So it's a lot easier now to talk about it. You know, Fidelity, the traditional companies, Visa, Instagram, Facebook, Microsoft, Amazon, you know, they're all in the space now. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. I guess like for those that aren't even familiar like with Rally, could you kind of give like a high level overview of what Rally is all about? Sure. 
All right. So um, there's an there's a couple of different components here. Um, so Rally.io was the first project, and uh, essentially we had some product market fit with um, we 300 creators now have their own coins. Not all of them are active. Um, you know, there's a, a good percentage that are very successful with their coin. Some of them have built multi million dollar. Um, economies with their own token just around their own community we can dive into that in a bit and and that was like the first instance and then we realized okay we need to spread this to other apps as well um it's worth noting that rally.io when it was started in 2020 uh, launched on an ethereum sidechain and the reason was is many web2 creators who was part of the target market they their audiences were not crypto savvy. They didn't have MetaMask wallets. They certainly weren't on fan. They didn't have a phantom wallet. So they needed to purchase the coins with credit card transactions and they were not ready to use mainnet and certainly didn't want to deal with Ethereum gas fees, especially with like very fast and frequent transactions of small amounts. So the rally.io started on Ethereum sidechain on Forte and Forte was an earlier project. And, and that made a lot of sense for, you know, 2019, 2020, and then moving into 2021. So in August 2021, which is about, I don't know, six, seven months ago, it was announced that the rally would expand. And that was called the decentralization. Actually, there's some people here in the room that are leaders in that as well. Uh, I mean, Michael. And so there's five different groups now. So rallies.io is one, continuing forward. And then we also spun up a Asian version using the same um, architecture on the Forte sidechain for Asia market. That's called unite.io. And there's a number of athletes and, and gamers and streamers and artists and some, um, some celebrities and they're called key influencers in Asia that are on unite.io. And that team's run out of Shanghai. Then we also launched the super layer ventures which is run by Kevin and Mahesh, which were the original founders, and they're spinning out numerous apps. Um, I can talk about those in detail, but one of them they have is called Talkie, which is Twitter app with tokens. So I don't know the last time Twitter paid you guys for hosting a space or, or tweeting some viral tweet. I haven't been paid squat. I don't think anybody has, but imagine that you're interacting with Twitter or Facebook or YouTube, and you're actually getting paid for the work that you're doing for the IP, for the knowledge. So that's what Talkie is doing, Get Talkie. Uh, another app they have is called Hotline. And do you remember when um, OnlyFans kicked off adult performers and creators in the middle of the pandemic for God knows what reason, stupid reason, and those uh, workers were not able to generate revenue? Well, that's you know not right. And, and they are workers and they're making a living, especially during a hard time. So Hotline... And by the way, these are third-party entrepreneurs that work with the Venture Studio, and then they spin out as their own companies, right? So it's um, that's the relationship, and they get to work with Kevin and Mahesh. So Hotline is social tokens for adult performers. Yeah, people who create, um, you know, por pornography, uh, and they're part of the internet and the ecosystem. There's, it's just, you know, this is something of the fabric of the internet. And there's another project by another entrepreneur called um, Gambit. Um, have you ever played fantasy sports where you pick your players, whether it's NFL, NBA, or MLB, and then you build your dream team, right? And you can play against your friends, right? So now you can earn tokens, and they're using also the rally protocol. So that's super layer, and there's um, over a dozen projects that are coming live now, and it's just continuing to grow. And there's funding for each of the – some of those projects are getting their own funding. Super layer itself gets its own funding. It's a separate entity.
The next group, and Amin's here in the room, um, is the Rally Ecosystem DAO, which is seven amazing leaders that are uh, native to Web3, and they are helping to grow the Rally Ecosystem. Uh, they attend events, they uh, do hackathons, they lead hackathons, and they're also identifying uh, Web3 startups, um, early stage startups, to fund with grants. And so they have budget and they have a, a way they can vote and determine and self-organize. Um, certainly lower investment amounts require fewer votes. And then for the higher dollar amounts in rally token, um, there's uh, more votes required. And so they're self-sufficient to run in that way. And we partner on things when it makes sense, like uh, co-sponsoring events. Okay. Um, the last group is my group, and we're really supporting decentralization. We're a multi-chain protocol. We're on Ethereum to start with. We have an Ethereum sidechain too, but now we're also on Solana on mainnet, and we're exploring some other chains as well. Um, you could probably uh, suggest some chains. I'm sure you guys know. <laughs> I've seen some of your backgrounds. And so we have uh, Rally as an ERC-20, but also S-Rally, which is... Um, uh, Solana coin as well. Rally protocol is multi-chain, as mentioned. It's permissionless, so anybody can grab the code on GitHub. And there's three steps to launch your own token economy. And you, any developers in the room or entrepreneur that wants to do that, you can quickly grab the code and add a token to your consumer app. Um, hey Jesse, just walked in. Like so, let's just let's just say. Um, so I know Jesse. He has a DAO, um, the Good Work DAO. If he wanted to launch a token uh, for his DAO or for any you know of the projects there for artists, they can spin up a token using the Rally protocol. And we really want to help smaller economies grow. And so one of the challenges with smaller economies, and I think this this room understands, is there's no liquidity. Right. You know, if you look at um, the DEXs and the centralized exchanges, they're operating at millions, if not billions of dollars of, of trades and, and the liquidity pools are, are very large. So what do you do when it's a, a small NFT project? What do you do if it's a local DAO? What if you do it's, if it's a brand new consumer game? What do you do if it's a small little social network? Well, we enable um, developers to launch their own tokens and nested tokens. So you could like. For example, launch um, the Good Work DAO and then have subcoins as well and subcoins under that. Secondly, we have a number of token bonding curves. So if you're not familiar with token bonding curves, this makes it easy for any token, regardless of the size of the economy, to understand its pricing. So you instantly know pricing. A token bonding curve is a mathematical formula where it instantly tells you if X amount of coins is purchased by the market, the price is automatically Y. And the more tokens that are purchased, then the higher the price. And so there's three different curves you can choose from as a developer. Now, that also means you can liquidate the coins. You can swap them for the Rally or, or Solana Rally, S-Rally, and then that can go straight into the your wallet. So it provides um, immediate liquidity. And the last thing, and then I'll love your feedback, I'll stop talking in just a second, is we also offer Rally rewards. So you are familiar with staking, or dividends, right, uh, or, or sharing the wealth. Rally Rewards is um, a way for developers to quickly earn Rally tokens um, very quickly. And we have a million uh, Rally designated for the bootstrap phase of a token, the early stages, so you can get some instant cash flow and the developer can choose to use that to grow their app or they could share it with their community like the creators. It's up to them how they want to do that.
Okay, so long story, uh, the rally ecosystem is growing. I'm part of the association, which is a nonprofit. We have the rally protocol. Anybody can launch their own token economy um, with our, our bit. I would love to get your feedback. Um, what do you think? Definitely a lot to unpack, but um, I and thank you for that, that explanation. I guess my next question would be, what is the vetting process for someone to be able to launch their own token? Uh, like, vetting process is nothing. You go ahead and go for it. It's permissionless. Everybody can do it on their own. Sweet, sweet. And then um, I guess I had another question right after that. Um, could you explain what the bonded tokens and the sub tokens are? Sure. Uh, Got it. So we have, um, of course, our ERC-20 and our Solana token, SPL, the rally tokens. And then well, you can create your own sub-token. Um, so who was asking that question? That was super high. Okay, so you can create a super high token right now um, if you are able to, um, if you know uh, Rust. And you can create sub-tokens under super high. You can create a super low token, right? You can create super low, low token underneath that. And for whatever reasons that you wanted to, you could have nested tokens and that's included in the code. Could you, uh, could you give me an example of like the use case for a nested token? For sure. Um, we were just talking to today, I was speaking with a European uh, telecom company in Palo Alto. They have an office. And they are working with a broadcast network, uh, like a TV network. And that TV network each has individual shows. Well, that telecom company could have their own token. And then the broadcast network, you know, think ABC or CBS or MTV like we do, uh, could have their own token. And underneath that, each show could have their own token. And because they're nested, there are some economic benefits to the, the higher coin, the, the, the parent coin, if you will. Uh, there's like a roll-up effect. And swapping can happen up and down the chain or laterally side to side. There's ways you can make it easy to swap those tokens. Super, you going to say something? Oh, I think we lost him. Uh-oh, he got rugged. Yeah, he got rugged. <laughs> I see you, Super. Uh, you might need to drop off, brother. It's not letting me add you. you disconnect and come back in. Um, but no, that's super interesting. Like in terms of like the nested tokens and how those work, so you can interchange and swap and swap the sub tokens for you know the the primary token. Um, I'm still like kind of confused on like the benefit, I guess, of of, yeah. of doing that. Is it like what in your mind? Like, what's the benefit of having like this swapping capability, being able to swap you know show for show where you know, the network for the network token. That's probably not, it's probably not as common to swap um, a child coin to a child coin. I, I don't think that's going to be as common as a use case. Um, you'll probably swap it up for the, the, the network token going up to the parent. That's probably more common. So is it almost like um, you would be swapping for, for payments or like, what, what do you envision? Like, that's gotcha. being used for. Yeah, let's go up a level. So I, I gave you a lot of like technical information, but what are the benefits of a token economy? All right. So now let's get into like, let's talk about values. Let's talk about like why all of this. So as we're sitting here on a Web2 platform, right? Um, Twitter is now owned by billionaires, funded by billionaires. <laughs> you were tracking the news. And before that, it was owned by billionaires. Um, the users have not benefited. 
Um, sure, yeah, we are connecting to each other, but financially, we're missing out. Secondly, uh, we're not governing. Like, we have no say, uh, unless you're a shareholder, on who gets to purchase Twitter and or can they allow which political figures and what type of speech or content is allowed. And so the the people who are actually contributing the value of the content really do not have much power or upside. So in a token economy, the goal is to spread the wealth and the ability for them to govern if you so choose, and they have a share in the upside. So the people themselves, by owning the token, uh, the participants have more power. And, and that is, of course, the broader ethos of, of Web3. And token economies enable websites and apps to have aligned incentives with their community. And really, that's the benefit of token economies, is aligned incentives. Now, the the tokens can... Now, how do people get the tokens? Um, they can earn them by participating. They can purchase them with fiat or crypto. Um, or maybe they're staked in a way, which is a form of loyalty and earning. They can redeem them for perks. Those, um, those perks could be you know goods, services, or experiences. And we know that NFT projects are very good at doing this, the ones that are successful. You can also offer perks for people who hold your coin. And when tokens are held, uh, you know, the total locked value, the economy stays high and everybody benefits. So I just wanted to give that context on why token economies. Thank you for asking that. Hey, Jeremy, I'm actually curious, like, how, how do you see uh, these social economies being integrated into DeFi? Like, I know you kind of touched on LPing and you yep. have the bonding curve, but kind of going beyond that, mm -hmm. like, do you see kind of, you know, entire borrowing and lending uh, protocol integrations happening for these types of, uh, you know, communities? Or what, what do you kind of see playing out in that, in that regard? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think of it as two circles with some overlap, like a Venn. So certainly the DeFi market is um, related and um, Rally, R-R-L-Y and S-Rally is on numerous DEXs, um, such as Orca and Radium and on uh, centralized exchanges like Coinbase and others as well. And, um, and, we, and it's being traded. Um, and people are holding it, and there are some um, rally vaults in, that exist for AP, uh, APYs as well. So there is a DeFi component for sure. Secondly, there is the social token aspect, which is kind of where we're playing. And sometimes that's called a utility token, where I mentioned that the coins can be held or, or can be redeemed for goods, services, or experiences. And a utility token could pass um, the SEC framework called the Howey test, whether or not it is a security or not. And the Howey test uh, from the U.S. federal government uh, looks to see if, if it is a, um, a securities or a utility token. So some of the tokens that are being launched from the rally ecosystem are absolutely utility tokens. And then there's this kind of third mixture in between where there are certainly speculative buyers and retail investors that are purchasing social tokens. And some of them in the past have worked together to like get a creator coin to go high. And, and sometimes they will exit that. So we see similar behaviors as you see in the DeFi market. So it's not immune from that at all, but there is utility uh, that the fans can use as well. Yeah, that's, that's super interesting. And my, I guess my other question is, 
if a creator wants to create these um, coins, I, I assume the status quo is that they're all fungible. But is there an ability to where, say, a creator wanted to create a potential, like, NFT collection, if you will, and, and they wanted to make, uh, yeah. you know, say, a thousand tokens that are actually not fungible? Is that possible? Totally. Yes. So um, our flagship product, Rally.io, does have NFT capability to publish and also a marketplace on Rally.io. And it's all a beautiful experience, all contained, um, gasless, there's no fees. Uh, there's instant redemption with creator coins to purchase um, NFTs. And that's already built into that system. Uh, we also have other projects on the network on Solana mainnet, such as outside.io, which is the traditional um, outside outdoors magazine, which is 60 years old. It's one of our partners and they have an NFT uh, offering and they are working with Superlayer and will um, hopefully launch a rally token as well. So that will be integrated there. Um, so we, one of the areas that we would love to partner is with NFT projects that want a social token. As you know, ApeCoin is one of the first examples of a NFT community um, from Yuga Labs that launched it and they built a whole ecosystem. Um, their, their partner, uh, Sandbox, and Animoca, it's the same company, um, is using the ApeCoin for their games. So they're building a broader ecosystem. So we want to we want NFT collections to grab the Rally Protocol and launch their own token for their own from their own NFT project. Yeah, are you seeing also like a lot of music artists and things of that nature gravitating towards these tokens like especially like i could see like upcoming artists using this as almost like a quote-unquote way to like reward you know early fans and incentivize uh those fans to even start promoting them right in their work yeah great question let's talk about portugal the man and that is um do you know their song i'm not familiar uh, I'll play it for you in a minute. Um, so they um, they have um, their own token called the PTM token, and that is on Rally.io. And there's some other music artists as well that also have um, uh, tokens um, within the network as well. And they're using it in a number of ways. So um, one of the things um, that they do, here's their song. You'll recognize it. You know that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know this song. All right, so they have the PTM token, uh, and they were covered in Rolling Stones, have one of the first bands that have their own token. And there's a couple of things. So, again, there's two major business strategies. One is to hold the coin for perks. The second was, is redemption. Uh, so if you hold the coin, you get access to their premium Discord server, and our third-party partners built a Discord bot, so it does a, um, a wallet check with the Rally API, and if the if the PTM coins at the right quantity is in your wallet, then it grants you access to specific channels in the Discord. Uh, I think we've done that with um, Telegram as well, and we're exploring, um, you know, other communities. So we're, you know, as you know, uh, crypto is programmable money. It's not just the same as fiat. That's one thing that the market needs to know. It's programmable. It can have built-in logic. So if you hold X amount of PTM coins, you can also get the newsletter. 
you know, uh, Friends with Benefits does the same things. And you could also redeem the coin for merch, um, access to um, songs, um, and even to get to their concerts. Uh, we've also had um, artists as well do this to get into their uh, physical galleries. So there's no... Um, there's no limit to what a, an artist or a creator can do. One thing that we think about in economic design, though, is when an artist or an influencer is asked over and over, hey, can you do this for me? But uh, can you do me a favor? Can you do this? That should be tokenized. That should be something for a creator to be easily um, just to redeem it. Yeah. Um, something that just popped into my head, too, is like, you know, since it is publicly available, it's almost like, you have proof that you are an early fan and that you are an early supporter, right? Because you always get those people that is like, oh yeah, I've been supporting you forever, blah, blah, blah. But like, where's where's the real proof? And like, Who's the real fan? That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> and we've had some um, uh, creators that actually built in uh, wallet analysis and connected it to a CRM. So they know like the email addresses and the names of their real fans. And they're able yeah, to- Yeah, that's super sick. Right. You can email them. They do airdrops to their top fans. They let them have access to a whitelist for an NFT drop. Like the, the token truly indicates what is fandom. Yeah, that's that's super interesting because it, it gives a level of granularity on like just multiple fronts. And I feel like it improves the user experience overall, just holistically when you're engaging with artists. One other thing too, right? This changes the relationship, right? Between fans and a creator. It's almost as if the fans are now in a way bonded, like financially bonded too, right? Because they own a piece of the, the equity of that economy. And it also means that the creator lets a lot of that economy go to their fans, which they can use. Uh, there's a DJ named DJ Jaws. He lets his fans vote on which a song should be in his playlist, but you have to have own his coin. You have to hold it. So you can use it for co-innovation as well. Um, you also mentioned that point, like, you know who your earliest fans are. Well, if you were the first person to purchase the PTM Portugal, the man coin, you probably got it at its lowest value. And at one point their coin was, um, I think like $50. And so you need X amount of coins to get in the discord. So you benefit plus, the staking, the rally rewards. So when the coin's growing, you as the fan can, uh, in some cases, no promises, can't speculate, uh, but could earn um, quite a bit just from the rally rewards by being an early fan. What do you, I'm curious, like, just to kind of take the flip side of this and think about, you know, what could occur. Like, what are some of the cons of, of tying um, someone's kind of like financial well-being as a fan to someone that they like follow as like an artist and, and you're kind of, you're kind of transitioning from this. Uh, I consume your content and I pay for it to where now it's like, I have a financial stakehold in everything you do and produce in your career. Like, do you think there are any like kind of drawbacks or like, you know, potential issues down the line that could arise from that? Sure. Um, of course. Um, there could be misaligned expectations. Um, secondly, if the creator didn't feel like a token economy was great for them and they leave, they might upset those relationships. I mean, you look at the Zuki stuff that happened today, right? People were upset, missed ex missed, uh, misaligned expectations all across the board with those NFT projects that were abandoned. So you know, those are some of the risks. Um, yeah, I think those are all 
you know, things to consider. Um, also, the creator could be upset if the fans, you know, sold off their tokens or something like that and caused the economy to hurt. And there's a risk if it's not really correctly aligned uh, for the long term, it could start to look transactional and uh, that may not be good. So some of the top bands, um, like we also have Megadeth has their own coin. They, I mean, I think they're using a other band manager. We have um, esports teams um, as well, and they have their team manager managing the coin. So in a way, they're it's functioning as part of the business uh, to alleviate any of the potential um, you know relationship issues that could arise. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. I'm really kind of going down the Black Mirror route here, but um, you know, I just I, I worry about that, and especially if you add, you, you know, there may be perps that come out against creator economies. And, you know, with cancel culture, people could kind of create, try to create false allegations against people to kind of capture that downside move for a creator's economy. But um, I don't know, it's kind of like Black Mirror thought, but I'm just, you know, just my gears are kind of turning of like what this looks like at scale and, and um, adopted, you know, by tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people. And I'm actually curious, yeah. what, what does that grand vision look like for you? Like, what, what does this look like whenever... You have hundreds of millions or possibly even a billion plus people engaging in these kind of communities. Mm -hmm. uh, well, that's kind of how we, uh, that is kind of the goal for rally protocol and the network is so that, you know, this is the token economy for consumer apps. And uh, we obviously want to see healthy growth for that. Um, it is kind of weird seeing yesterday, you know, Instagram announcing that they're going to launch NFTs this week. But that's also a blessing, right? Because they're going to help educate the mainstream market. And um, we'll see if they do it right. Um, something tells me they won't. But uh, we'll see what happens. I, I'm hopeful that they will educate the masses um, for everybody. I, I do think that all of this is about helping apps and the internet to be more aligned. So the people that are creating content. Now, I've been a content creator, God, for 20 years. Yeah, that's sad. Um, yeah, so in many cases, we use these platforms for reach and distribution, uh, but somebody else profits. or And I don't have a say in the direction of these apps that I you know, poured my life into. Um, I think we can build a better internet, and this could be one of the tools that could be part of that story. Is there is there any like obscure like projects that are using this? I know we talked about like music artists, you know, gaming. Uh, is there anything that like really surprised you that's that's taken off as like a social token that you wouldn't have thought of before? Yeah. So we I briefly mentioned Hotline. Let's talk about that. So um, Hotline and the URL and they're looking for uh, creators now is for adult performers. Uh, to have their own token. And and to remind, let's go back up on this story. Um, OnlyFans, a few years ago, cut off monetization for some creators, right in the middle of the pandemic, uh, which is devastating to those, um, those people that are professional creators and creating adult content. And the opportunity here, and the the entrepreneur of this project, who is part of the Superlayer Venture Studio, that we have entrepreneurs that come in and they launch and then they go out and launch their companies and get funding. Uh, he comes, He work, he's worked in the adult uh, online space for a while. Uh, he worked at redtube.com. 
um, and a very smart entrepreneur, and he wants to empower creators to have control over their own monetization. And it's the same story we just talked about with Portugal the Man or Megadeth or, or gamers or streamers, right? Uh, or people on Twitter, uh, you know, people that are contributing their lives and creating content online, but don't have an upside and can't control what happens. They have no governance. So that is, that is a pretty wild idea um, to think about how that could be used. Um, we're looking for partners in the metaverse who have a metaverse app or a metaverse parcel or land that want to launch a token. We would love to to partner with them and maybe we can help them in some different ways. That would be a really fun project to work on. Jeremiah, real quick, um, that kind of just spun up an idea. What what kind of grants are available to support devs that maybe would want to, you know, build a metaverse for y'all or in, in conjunction with that? Uh, sure. What is like the process of applying for that? Um, Amin, maybe you can come up on stage. He's part of the Rally Ecosystem DAO, and he actually has grants for early stage startups. Um, can you try to pull him up? Yeah, I just sent him a request. Cool. I'd love to hear from him. Okay, so we have um, three different ways to get grants. So uh, Rally Ecosystem DAO, we'll let him speak about that process. Uh, we also have Rally.io, who has done grants for third parties to integrate um, into Rally.io. And that's the creator coins. And they have funded dozens of projects. And I already talked about one, like the, um, the Discord bot integration. Um, and there's a third way is my group, the Rally Network Association, um, has grants for larger social networks or games that probably have 100,000 users. And those grants start at a million US uh, in Rally Token. Uh, however, we we don't really advertise the grants because we want people to use the uh, the rally rewards. So if the economy is growing, then you automatically get rewards. So there, that's again aligned incentives. Um, as you know, sometimes with grants, it doesn't always work out. Like it's a product market misfit, or somebody might take the money and like change directions. It it's not always a good thing. Grants don't always fit. So instead, we want to provide the rewards. If your app is growing and the token's growing, you're going to get the rally rewards if all the approvals happen. Okay, so I don't think um, Amin is coming up, I guess. Um, but um, I believe, and we'll have to double check on the website, on the wiki, but I think that their grants are 10K to I think 100K, if not higher. Um, that's what I just recall, but, um, I'm going to defer to that team. I could be incorrect, but at least you get a sense of the scope and that's in USD of rally token. And as far as like metaverses that you would, uh, want or rally association would want to uh, partner with, are you looking at like Decentraland or sandbox? Are you looking at more of like NFT metaverses? Um, what's probably kind of pretty open um we are multi-chain so prob but we're on ethereum and solana so that's probably where i'd want to start um on those but we're going to be on other chains as well are um are tokens also able to be stable coins or are they always dynamic they're dynamic as far as i know Okay. Yeah, I was just curious if, if it was possible, you know, as Chase was talking about people trying to like manipulate the market or do something like that. I wonder if a stable coin would be. Yeah. More I mean, that is a bigger crypto topic. <laughs> you know, today the tether news came out, right? So 
yeah, that's just a, a whole nother topic. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent crazy, crazy news with Tether. It's going on in the space right now. So, yep, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty wild to see. I mean, I, I think you touched on like the censorship aspect of this, and that's interesting as well. Um, you know, with like a adult, I guess you know performers and things like that getting censored, um, and even in general, like people on social media, you know, on on, on Twitter, unfortunately, get censored pretty pretty regularly. Um, uh, you know, with what they can do or what they can say or their, their accounts and so forth. Um, curious, like, are you planning to allow, like, uh, like, are you working with any type of, like, WordPress plugins or e-commerce stores to, like, allow them to, like, easily integrate, right, with these with these tokens? Um, so it's permissionless. Anybody can grab it. So if, you know, Shopify wants to grab the token and use it, awesome. You know, we're, we definitely, you know, we don't we have any barriers for anybody to go and develop. Um, a Microsoft developer DM'd me last night and they said, hey, I launched a token. I'm not a Rust developer, but it took me two hours, but I was able to do it. Uh, versus Solana developers um, who do know Rust, they're able to launch in 30 minutes. So it, it it's not too challenging to get um, a token economy up and going, including with the token bonding curves that we talked about for instant liquidity. So those folks are those you, you mentioned e-commerce and I think you said like WordPress. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would reach out to those communities um, if they wanted to do it. I'm happy to, you know, connect to them or if they wanted to chat, happy to do that. I think that would be a great fit. Yeah. Kind of building off Mitsu's uh, question. I could, do you expand on that example of how somebody integrated their CRM with yep. with the token or with Rally? Like, what all, what are all the possibilities there? Is that just through like a simple API plugin or what? Yes. So in this case, this creator already had a deep relationship with the people that were purchasing his his uh, coin and tokens, and so he already had a number of ways for people to redeem and get airdrops, which he would collect information. Um, all opt-in, of course, and then he would build a, into his HubSpot. You know, he had records of social accounts, and then he was also to able to willingly get people to share their uh, wallet address so he can give them airdrops, and he was able to glue that data together. And so he can continue to reward them and keep them engaged and loyal. Wow. Like, that. that's, that's honestly so impressive. Talk about somebody who's, like, tip of the spear, in terms of being a creator and engaging with with their fans, that's uh, that's like really awesome. Yes, to, and that that creator has one of the largest market caps in the network, as you might imagine. You know, the, he that creator has a team of developers, is data focused, and is a great community manager and communicator. So, like all of the things that is like kind of required to make a token economy work. And by the way, it's this is not a you know like a two three four hour thing, right? It's like this is your business. This is your business model, right? So this, this person took it quite seriously because it is their livelihood. So is there kind of like a, um, I don't want to use the term IDO or ICO, but let's just say, like, is there like an initial chance to gain access or exposure to a utility token from a creator? Like how, how does that work? Is it all just on the open market? And then also can they change the tokenomics after the fact? Um, of once uh -huh. it's initially set up. So um, 
you know, and again, we the token can be used for games, right? Social networks or creator economy, any consumer app. And so in any of those developers or creators, they can, you know, announce to their community that a token's coming. And there was uh, one celebrity that did that and they got their market very excited, including speculative investors, as you might imagine. And so they, you know, they turned it into, um, you know, um, the way you would launch something like any other product. Now, changing uh, the economies later, it is possible to change token bonding curves, but it's incredibly challenging and difficult. So it's would be, I don't know of us actually doing that. However, we um, have um, one or we have some methods for people to lead the Ethereum sidechain and go to Solana mainnet. There was a project that did that. So in a way that is shifting to a whole nother chain and technically you could potentially change to a different token bonding curve, but it would probably be really messy because they don't exactly line up. Gotcha. And say, say, you know, there's a DAP or particular service that's using Rally mm -hmm. and, you know, they offered, you know, say there's uh, a million tokens in circulation. Does that would that token that you buy through the rally protocol, would that be the governance token as well? Or is that kind of, that's up to the developer creator, whoever that sets those parameters when they initially set up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sure gotcha. Kind of, yeah. Get an idea. And also of like, you know, say there's a DAP that's generating revenue, right? Like let's say somebody creates, I think you'd use the example earlier of, uh, I, I can't remember the name, but the Twitter. And, uh, yeah. Talkie talkie yeah so you know does owning the tokens through talkie does that give you an ownership of like revenue that that dap is generating does that give you ownership of you know governance um yeah yep so we leave it up to the developer to decide where you know the protocol is permissionless they can choose how they want to set up governance they can choose how they want to set up rewards um we let them do what's best because they should care about the long-term sustainability of their community. So obviously we have a point of view, but we're not going to dictate. And there's no way for us to like control or, you know, regulate any of that. So to answer your question, um, obviously Rally and S Rally are mainnet coins um, and you can buy and trade them. And the developers, when their app is growing, they receive Rally rewards. They receive Rally token or S Rally into their mainnet wallet, right? So that's all mainnet. Um, their subtokens are contained usually within their DAP or their app, and uh, those usually sit within there. In many cases, not all, those subtokens could um, are sometimes in uh, custodial wallets that are built into the app. The main reason is to avoid gas fees because it's all being done in that independent um, app. Um, however, the users um, often can swap that subtoken for the rally or s rally token and uh, bridge out or it's already in their main wallet so there's many ways that they can do it um, there's a variation from custodial to non-custodial for customer experience and there is main net to sidechain there's a, a number of variations again the main reason is for um, clean customer experience and when possible reducing gas fees which are already low in solana now, regarding governance, um, it is up to the app developer to choose how they want to allow that governance. 
in the particular of rally.io, there is a, um, a council of uh, creators that get to choose who the next creators are along with some staff. And there's a developer council, which includes developers and creators uh, who choose which apps get funded and grants. Um, and so you can see how that's kind of, you know, decentralized in that way. And they already have a stake in it. And regarding the revenue aspect, um, we leave that up to the developer to choose um, how they want to share the rally rewards um, if they earn it. And it's up to them. Um, obviously, our point of view is align incentives for long-term growth. Good question. Hey, Jeremiah, what, uh, what, what developments like should people be looking out for within the next year or so with, with rally? Um, curious to hear like what's, what's upcoming on the roadmap. Sure. Nothing I can like officially announce. We definitely have more features coming. Um, but certainly we're going to be on more chains. Uh, you know, we're chain agnostic multi-chain. So, you know, let me know where the heat is. Um, we're already evaluating a few and we will go into those other locations, of course. Um, you know, Rally Protocol itself is is pretty simple. You know, it's just three major features. We want to keep it pretty simple. We just want to make it easy for token economies to launch, you know, and have instant liquidity and earned rewards. It's We want to keep it pretty simple. Um, let's talk about the team. So I am nine weeks in to the role. Also, there's a COO that was hired, my colleague uh, Guggen, and he comes from Dapper Labs. And so the two of us are the first business folks on uh, the team uh, making an offer tomorrow for a head of marketing, integrated marketing, and we're hiring a developer relations lead and we'll eventually hire a head of partnerships as well. Um, and so that'll be the business team. There's already uh, um, several folks on the product side. Um, so that's kind of like our our core team at the Rally Network Association. That's amazing. Um, uh, you must be really excited to, to be part of this kind of rapid expansion that, that the company is seeing. It's super cool, man. Thank you. Yeah, I, it's, it's fun. Um, I did not even expect that this was an opportunity. They opened up this um, opportunity for me and I was just delighted. Didn't never expect, uh, by the way, I've been an entrepreneur for, a decade and longer, 12 years actually. So uh, I was not expecting to take on a full-time position, but here we are. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, I guess I'll, you know, near the end of these uh, convos, we, we sometimes allow like audience members and stuff to come up if they want to ask a question to you. you. Are you down for that? Of course. Hey, if anyone in the audience wants to come on, just, just request, we'll let you eyes up one at a time and, don't be shy. We don't bite. <laughs> but uh, Jeremiah, I appreciate you just like taking the time out to, to come and speak with us today and educate us about reality. A bit of, yeah, but of the I, project. I want to hear from you guys. Like, what do you think? What I mean, you guys talk to a lot of amazing projects. Yeah. You guys are in the space. Love to hear your honest thoughts, even if there's areas that we need to be careful or watch out for. I think for me personally, like uh, disclaimer, I am a big investor in this project. Um, 
I think I love the simplicity uh, and the approach that you guys are taking. And obviously, like the core team and other investors are very diverse in terms of working in the entertainment space. So you understand what you're getting into. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about social tokens and what it means, you know, to give back to creators, to invest in creators. And um, like I was talking about earlier, just even be like, Hey, like I'm an actual true fan. I was like first 100, you know, 100 fans to, to be there for you. And, also just experience that growth right like you almost turn your fans into your business partners and um they become advocates and uh i think it could lead to really cool networking opportunities that just aren't even available today to like the everyday you know fans so i'm super excited about it man cool and and don't forget we're expanding right into any consumer app gaming metaverse um social network so we definitely want to have more case examples out there. Um, you also brought up investors. I forgot to mention, um, our lead investor is Andreessen Horowitz and Coinbase Ventures, uh, the founders of Twitch, uh, Canaan Ventures. So um, it is um, a really good set backing of the project. Yeah, I, I think it's a super interesting use case. And I think it's, you know, it, it's early for the narratives that we're seeing, um, especially if you live in the crypto Twitter bubble. Um, I, I think like a service like this, yes, you'll have, it's like that Venn diagram, you know, you were talking about Jeremiah earlier. I think there's that Venn diagram overlap with CT and, and rally, but I, I really do think that this is something that is moving um, this technology forward, but that user adoption is not the current existing members that we see in crypto or web three. I think, I think the bulk of the adoption that, um, rallies targeting and the various dApps and creator economies that could spring up or from the people that are not in crypto right now. So I think that's one of the largest challenges is moving to acquire that, that market share with this product. Um, so it's going to be like a really interesting to see that, that adoption play out. Um, and as we move in from this like crypto Twitter world to like this web, like true web three world, where we have uh, circular economies and the sharing economies and we have this granularity of tracking and the ability to, um, you know, reward loyal fans or, you know, users and uh, revenue share. Like it's just, it's really interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. Great points. I, I agree. And I agree that it's early. Uh, that's a wonderful insight. Thank you, Chase. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say plus two to both what Mewtwo and Chase said, and I, I want to add that I think it's really important that, like you said, you are blockchain agnostic, because in the future, I mean, people that aren't already in Twitter, um, they'll just set up any random wallet, right? And they may not know what uh, chain they're on. <laughs> they shouldn't have to worry what chain they're on if they want to spin up their own token or, or buy Rally. Um, so I think it's really important that you guys are on multiple chains, if not all chains. Amen to that. Yeah, and I've talked about this before in some other spaces, but, you know, I think in the future, all that um, complexity of, you know, I'm oh, I'm on Solana, oh, I'm on ETH, I'm on Avalanche, I'm on Matic, you know, whatever it may be, I really do think that all that is just going to be abstracted away in the future. And you're going to be on the chain that the developer wants you to be on at the end of the day, whatever user you're using. Yeah, it's just all going to be abstracted away. And, you know, we... we you know, the language that we use and the jargon that we use and we talk about, oh, you got to, you know, you got to bridge over. You got to take your money and 
bridge it over and then, you know, but make sure you're, you're doing the right bridge or make sure you have the right RPC set, whatever it may be. Um, it's just not yeah, practical. It's, it's not great for the mainstream at all. And until that's solved, we have problems. I know there's projects working at layer zero on that, but I, you know, I'd remind like 30, 40 years ago, email systems would not talk to each other. So can you imagine that? Or SMS systems, you, you couldn't text people on a different network. Like, can you just imagine that? So same thing. We're early, Jeremiah. We're early. Uh, we're so early. It doesn't, isn't that a, <laughs> such a the motto, meme, motif? <laughs> but, you know, with that being said, with, with the current landscape of things, while we are waiting for that solution to be here, um, I feel like a natural extension for you guys is like Avalanche. I don't know if you guys have looked at that, but you know, if you're asking for feedback on, on other yeah. games and stuff like that. I think, I think Avalanche um, out of, you know, the majors, I, I, I think they, they seem to be kind of the best position and, and uh, one of the best teams in, in the space from what I've seen and followed. Um, and in terms of like DeFi, I, I use Ethereum and I use Avalanche right now. Um, so that just kind of I think speaks to uh, the level of trust I have in, in those chains. And that's no shade to any other chains at all. It's just where I feel most comfortable having, having my money parked. Great insight. Noted. Hey, welcome to the stage, Mike. That's how you popped in. Hey, uh, Jeremiah, I really appreciate the insight uh, hey, into the landscape of, uh, you know, the, the creator economy. You briefly mentioned about the telecom, uh, European telecom company, uh, in terms of uh, tokenization. Um, can you shed a little, a bit more light into some of the business use cases that you guys have seen uh, in your network? Sure. So big companies um, have not really adopted token economies yet. There's a whole bunch of reasons why, and I'm sure you can figure that out. Um, you know, it's tightly regulated. They're slow. They don't know how to use it. They might already ex have existing uh, ways they're interacting with their customers or their market's not ready. Um, but there um, is one retailer called Z Gallery that is using the, the Rally token, and they have used it instead of loyalty points. So when you shop on their website... And they sell furniture, by the way, um, very modern contemporary furniture. You can earn the Z Gold token. And like I talked about earlier, the business model, there's if you hold the coin, you get access to premium content. And I believe they have like a service where they will do home decor, like on a Zoom call or something like that, if you hold a certain number of tokens, which is the same thing as like, um, you know, a loyal member earning points like a united airlines or credit card with amex points right and then you could also redeem the tokens um, for uh, discounts or other things as well or or services so it's a very uh, simple way now just to remind you're probably going well why don't i just use loyalty points why don't i just use fiat dollars crypto is different in a couple different ways number one um it's your own branded economy and brands love to have their own brand, especially tokens. And it also means you can have more control and you can cap like how large it could be. Um, the second is that crypto is programmable. programmable. It's not just currency. You can make a website um, render a different experience based upon the number of tokens or the unique uh, non-fungible token in your wallet, right? So crypto is software. And then third one is 
Um, it's also instantly liquid. You could, you know, sell it, you know, loyalty points can always be sold on the open market and four, it can go up and down in value. If not have staking or rewards, there could be a financial component up and down. So I just want to recap why crypto is different than fiat. Not by the way, not always better. Uh, I'm not going to be a crypto maxi, we, you know, fiat and crypto. That's what the world is about. Great. Thank you. Thanks for the question, Mike. I think uh, I think we're going to call it here, guys. It's been really, really great to have this discussion. And thanks again, Jeremiah, for, for coming out. Oh, great questions. You guys are so well prepared. You know the space. Um, real honor to be here. Thank you all. Thank you again, Jeremiah. Thanks, Jeremiah. Based space.